Well, good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. morning. That's so much better. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is definitely good to be with you. Last week, I was a little under the weather, and you probably could tell. So I, I am much better this week. I am feeling more like myself, and it is good to be with you on this third Sunday of Lent as we continue our, our journey uh, together on our way to meeting uh, the risen Lord once again on Easter. There are lots and lots of announcements in your bulletin. Uh, please make sure you look at them all. Uh, we don't have time to go through them all because we have a couple extra. They're not even listed. That's how much is happening uh, right now uh, within the church. A uh, couple of things I just want to make sure you're aware of. The the Easter flowers and the, the VBS offering envelopes that are available. Make sure that you take those into consideration as we go through this uh, season and prepare for us to have a, a good celebration during this time at Easter, but also being prepared for our VBS, uh, making it being what it really can be. also want to point your uh, next week, just... To make sure you know the time's going to change again on us, so we need to make sure we're prepared for that. Um, we don't want uh, anybody to miss the church the way they want to experience it, either uh, being here on time or as people are, you know, leaving or something. Uh, also, next Sunday is one of the special offerings that the uh, West Ohio Conference is uh, asking us to uh, participate in. Uh, it is the UMCOR Sunday offering. Uh, this is to make sure that offerings that come in during uh, disasters, that all of that money will go directly to those disasters. This is kind of that, that base fund in order to make sure that all the administration can be taken care of uh, for when those things happen. So we'll be taking that next Sunday. And also it's Coin Sunday next week. Make sure you be a part of that. Uh, now I want to... There was... Uh, I want to make sure you're aware, um, for those of you that knew Clarence Denon, uh, that he passed away this past week. There is going to be a service uh, tomorrow at uh, the Port William Church. Uh, so if you want to uh, participate in that, the visitation is at 9.30 to 11, and then the service immediately follows at 11. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that the congregation was aware of that. At this time, I want to invite Lynn up, if she would come up. We have an announcement about our Monday-Thursday plans. Okay, y'all need to get out your calendars. You're going to love this. On Monday-Thursday... Instead of having a regular service, we are going to have a Seder experience. It's going to start at 6 o'clock. Phil and Lucy Parsons are going to be our hosts. We can only seat 75 people. That's it. That's all, 75 people. I'm going to start signing people up today because you have to sign up. There's going to be food, so that means we have to know how many people. So you could invite your friends, just not very many, because <laughs> it's only 75. Um, and once it's full, it's full. So check your calendars. It's March 28th at 6 o'clock. And I'm going to start signing people up after the service. First come, first serve. 
my name's going to be at the top of the list. <laughs> okay. I'll see you at the end of the service. Thanks, Lynn. It should be a good experience. Uh, it won't be a, a full experience of what a Seder meal is because that would take like three hours. Uh, so we're going to condense it down. It likes, that's why it's called an experience. Uh, but it will still be worth your time. Chad has an announcement as well. Hi, good morning. I'm Chad Mossing. I'm the chair of the SBRC, and I had a quick announcement um, to talk about a little bit what's going to happen right after Easter in the month of April. April. So Pastor Jeff um, has worked with the uh, district and with the church, and he's going to take a one-month paid renewal and spiritual formation leave. Um, this is something that um, in the Book of Discipline is offered to pastors um, every every six years. Um, and Pastor Jeff has served um, the United Methodist Church for 10 years, and he's been encouraged by the, the district leadership and bishop and the bishop to, to take this spiritual renewal leave. At, during that time, he's going to take part in some professional develop, um, development opportunities so he can be filled, um, so he can fill us. Um, we really thought, uh, as an SBRC um, and, a, and a church leadership group, that this was a, a good opportunity. Um, and so, speaking of opportunities, um, the month of April gave us a chance to lead as a congregation um, while Pastor Jeff is taking this lead. And so, I want to describe a little bit about what that month will look like as far as pulpit fill and pastoral care. So on April 7th, this is something exciting for me. It's something that we'd liked, we wanted to get going for a while. Um, so on April 7th, the youth, um, in conjunction with educational team, worship team, and myself, was going to have, they're going to lead a youth service. Um, so the sermon was going to give, be given by some of our youth, um, all the way down to the children's moment. They've said it's not going to be called a children's moment. It's going to be called an adult moment. They're going to lead that. And so some adults are going to have to come up and share um, and, and be the students in that case. Um, on, on April 14th, Jen Lucas, um, she's the, our, our superintendent. She's accepted an invitation to preach. So the district leadership is going to come preach for us that day. A great opportunity. On April 21st, our, our, our congregant preacher, Victor Hess, is going to, is going to preach for us again. And then on April 28th, Wendy Lieberger is one of the West Ohio Conference's regional um, missional specialists. She's going to be preaching and speaking a little bit about missions. Um, in regards to pastoral care, that's one thing we wanted to make sure we shored up um, during that leave. We, we have our great Stephen Ministries teams that is going to be on call for any, any, any visits, home visits, hospital visits. And we also have our great hospital visitation team um, that is equipped to visit those in the hospital. Um, above and beyond that, this gave us opportunity and me an opportunity to reconnect with Vic Tony. Um, Vic, during that month, is going to be available for any maybe more serious needs or, or someone who is in need of, of maybe some that level of pastoral care. Um, he will be on call, um, and you can reach out to the office um, and and get help with from, from any of those any of those members. So I wanted to pass that on. Uh, those are those are I think this is a good thing and it also grants us some opportunities of leadership within in, within our congregation. So um, I wanted to make you aware of that in the month of April. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor. Thanks, Jan. 
All right, now let's uh, take our minds and our hearts and prepare for our time of worship together. Let us receive the prelude. morning. If you are able, please stand for the call to worship. 
<clears throat> Thank you, Carol, for this is my father's world. Listen to the stars. They tell God's glory. They have no words, yet their beauties God speaks. Listen to creation. Sings God's song of peace. Our opening hymn this morning is Lift High the Cross. It's number 159 in your hymnal and on the screens. be seated. And if you would join me in the opening prayer as printed in our bulletin, let us pray. God of all seasons, help us to refocus our attention on you and the ways in which you build up your beloved community. Overturn our lives and reorder them so that we may be in sync with you. In Christ we pray. Amen. The children's moments this morning is going to be hosted by Chad Mossing.
Okay, any children, any children in the house can come forward. Got you. Luke. Okay, guys, we are going to come on over. We are going to talk a little bit and then we're going to have a little bit of activity. Okay, so we are going to actually miss. Mrs. Pramer is going to read a verse later, and I want you to focus on it and, and think about especially the last two or three lines. And so that is what we're going to talk about now so we can hear those words, and then also it will help us hear the words of pastor um, during the sermon. So in this scripture of Psalm, Psalm is, 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 the, is one of the, some of the verses that we're, they're going to read later. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. So they're talking about words and meditation. So one thing I wanted to say today is that I think we should think about how our words matter. Our words matter. And our words can make a difference to others. Okay, so... Where in your life has someone said something to you that has that maybe they say something kind or something helpful to you that has been nice? Do you have any examples of that, that maybe some words that made you feel good? Could you give me an example? Someone said good job to me after my game. Okay. When, when, you, when someone tells you that you did a good job after a game or, or in school. Any other examples? Well, that is, that's a good example. One thing I wanted to add is something that I was reading this week. It was actually in the book of John, and it's kind of connected to this. Um, they talked about how the Holy Spirit, one of the things it does is it brings joy to our hearts, and it gives peace to our hearts. And so what I want to do is think about joy and peace how our words matter and we can bring joy and peace to others this week. So I'm going to give you some time to think about that while you help me out. We are going to go and pass these pieces of paper out to the congregation and because they're going to, they're going to do the same thing. So try to pass these down the road. Miss, my, Miss Molly and Miss Catherine might also help. So go down the inside row and pass these out and think about, and while you're passing these out, think about who you can give joy and peace to this week. Okay. You can help. Okay. We can pass those down, Luke. Just like in school, you can pass them down the aisle. Just keep on going down the aisle and then come back. Okay, when we're all out, we're all out. Because they can use their scribble pads, too. I think oh. we should have started passing out in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all. We're all gone. all gone. Good. good That's job. good. Good job. Okay, now let's think about... We're, you guys are going to write down on your own piece of paper. Come on. When you're all delivered them out, come on back up front. Okay, we're thinking about who we could, we could shine the light to 
today and this week who we, who we can be the, a little bit of like the Holy Spirit and give peace or joy to this week. Okay, so, and you guys could write it down on your own piece of paper. So, do you have an example of that? Who could you talk to this week and bring a little bit of joy and peace? This is another way to share God's love. Give me somebody. Give me an example. Um, your family, like my mom. Okay, your family. Who else could you share joy and peace with? God. Oh, share it with God. Yes. Okay, let's, let's close with that. A good example, it says, it says, make my words and my meditations pleasing to you, O Lord. And one of the things you can do is give praises to God when we pray. So don't forget to praise God in our prayers. So what we're going to do, our whole congregation is going to write down who we're going to give peace or joy to this week. And maybe we'll keep it in our pocket or our wallet. And that will remind us to be a little bit of a Holy Spirit to others this week. Okay? So let's pray. God, thanks. thank you for le- allowing us um, to be your words and your meditations to others and bring joy and peace. Please let us think about how to bring joy and peace to others. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, I do have some snacks. Grab one as you head back. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Our prayer hymn this morning is, Lord, I Want to Be a Christian. It's number 402, and we're singing verses 1 through 3.
Let us go before the Lord with our prayers this morning. Amazing God, how can it be that wherever we are, you are with thee? Amazing God, how can it be that you sent your son to die for us? Amazing God, there's so many things that we could say. So many things that we could use to describe how amazing you are. Yet there are not enough words to describe you. You are indescribable because your love is so amazing. There is no end to it. It goes on for infinity. Lord, we don't sometimes understand or even grasp the breadth of your love. But somehow we tend to lose sight of it. We find ourselves worrying and grumbling and wondering where you are. Lord, we should be able to see you. But the trick is that we have to see you through our heart. So Lord, we ask that you would open our hearts this day. So that we can truly, as this song is speaking about, be more loving, more holy in our heart. It is in our heart that we are motivated. It is in our heart that we are able to sense you. We can fill our minds with so much. But it is in our heart that we make the connection with you. So Lord, speak to us directly. Speak to us to our hearts and open us up so that we can more fully know you. Lord, our hearts are, are hurting in different ways. Our hearts are celebrating in different ways. Our hearts are so full of so many different things that we're experiencing, Lord. May we be able to harness all that we feel and make a direct line and connection with you so that you can carry us through whatever it may be. Lord, we ask that you would be with those families that are experiencing grief that was unexpected and even grief that was anticipated. Lord, we ask you to be with those who are in the midst of some other kind of wondering if it's a diagnosis or just a a wondering of what's next for them. Lord, we call out to you to speak to us and to give us that new sense of joy and peace within our hearts. Let us walk with you, O God, in the lives that we have. and Let us live to the fullest. Let us share right now this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray to connect us more closely with our Lord. It says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, 
as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, as we know, we are here as the church, and it is through us being the church that we are able to come closer with the Lord and also to introduce the Lord to the world around us. It takes a part of what we have been given that we give back in order for us to continue to be a presence for our God. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Please join together in this prayer of dedication. Holy One, you shape our lives with great beauty, showing us paths that lead to righteousness and blessing. We bring these gifts with grateful hearts that you may use them to build your community of justice and righteousness. We offer you our very lives, knowing that you will lead us in the path of holy service. Amen. You may be seated.
At the table of the Lord, bread is broken. At the table of the Lord, we are fed. We remember now the words that Christ has spoken. This is my body, he said. At the table of the Lord in thanksgiving, we have come to drink the wine which is poured. We remember him who died for us now living. We remember Christ our The scripture reading for today comes from the book of Psalm 19, verses 1 through 14. It's about God's glory and creation and the law. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the fervent proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. It is rising Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, 
enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, much even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warmed. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can detect one's own errors? Clean me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Two weeks ago, on the first Sunday of Lent, I mentioned that throughout Lent, my sermons uh, would be part of a series. So thus far, we have progressed from chaos to covenant and covenant to relationship through God's interactions and covenants with Noah and Abraham. Now, there is a far cry between chaos and relationship. Chaos is when everyone fends for themselves with no concern for the other. Covenant is the beginning of defining some kind of order. Relationship is where we recognize there is more than an agreement between parties as our hearts are impacted. <clears throat> I think we all know that once our hearts you know, get involved, that's when we get protective, don't we? How protective we get depends on who we are, our personalities, our experiences, our cultural influences, our sense of security that we might have both emotionally and physically, and quite frankly, anything else that shaped us. All of us have a lot of different relationships. And each relationship, knowingly or not, has an assigned HPR, a heart protection rating. Now, just so we're clear, I just made this rating system up. But let's go with it this morning. <clears throat> Here's how the rating system works. A one HPR is the lowest level of protection or how much we let uh, somebody in. And a 10 HPR means being on full guard. As an example, a stranger uh, that I meet at a rest area on the highway would get a 10 rating, and my lovely wife Suzanne would receive a rating of 1. Now, I know I, I just made this rating system up, but think for just a second about five different relationships or a few different relationships you have and give them an HPR rating. Go ahead, take a moment. Think about a few different people. We can give a rating. 
We know how much we are willing to let people in to our hearts. Now, we also know that the rating can change depending on the dynamics of our relationships. Ratings change when we spend time together, when we do things together, the things that we talk about and what we share, what we witness together and, and what we desire. We adjust our heart protection rating based on our experience with someone. We don't necessarily give this much thought. We just naturally either put up walls or we take them down as we go through life. Well, we do this with God too, don't we? Here's something else we know. If we are to be known by God or others... We have to let them into our hearts. If we are to be known by God and others, we have to let them into our hearts and then we can choose who to let in. But we need close relationships to thrive in life. We need to develop relationships that are, well, low on the HPR scale. Ones that are intimate, emotionally, intellectually, experientially, And spiritually, last week I shared that God wants to be known and created us to have this same desire to be known. The closer we are with God, the closer we can be with others. Today's psalm can help us see the path toward a closer walk with the Lord. So let's take a look at what the steps are to intimacy with the Lord. Or maybe I should say how we can lower our HPR that we have given to God in order to give the Lord more access to our hearts. And so we're on the same page. We're reflecting on our relationship with God that has been made personal through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and through the gift of the Holy Spirit which resides in our heart. Friends, our hearts are impacted by this relationship. And Jesus is pursuing a loving relationship with us. Are we letting him in? Again, we all enter this relationship based on who we are and how our life has shaped, been shaped. So where we are on this path can be different. The important thing is is to discover where we are and see where we can go. Now David, he he worked through his psalm. As he was writing his psalm, he, he revealed different levels of his relationship with the Lord. He started out like this. The heavens are telling the glory of God. And the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. Now, I have shared that psalms are poetry, and poetry can be difficult to understand. And it is even harder when we don't know the context that surrounds it. So I want to help you out a little. David's culture was steeped in polytheism, which is basically the belief in many gods. So the moon, the stars, and the sun were all tied to gods. 
people worshipped them, each separately. David had a different understanding. He painted the picture with his words that the heavens, the moon, and the stars are all the handiwork of the Creator. And they themselves, that is the sun, the moon, and the stars, they worship the Lord too. In David's mind, he believed that the one true God who created all things in heaven and earth was worthy to be praised by all of creation. David declared, no other gods exist, only one. The Hebrew word that David used for God in this portion of this psalm was the word El. We are introduced to our Creator in the Scriptures by a form of this name, and it is Elohim. This is the generic or universal name for God in Hebrew. David's foundation for his relationship with God was first at a cosmic level. Like David, our relationship with God begins when we acknowledge and praise God as Creator. For some, this step alone is huge. This is where we admit, well, that we are not God and there is a God. Although this is an important step, it doesn't really require too much access to our heart, does it? We don't have to reduce our HPR too much at this point. But after we take this step, we should be intrigued enough to find out more about this God. David wrote, he went on, he said, In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them. And nothing is hid from its heat. We have to go back to that context of David's culture of the multiple gods. Here he plays off of the culture's understanding of the sun god. The sun god was associated with justice. David shared that his god, the creator... Place the sun in the sky, designed its path, keeps its course, and assures that everything is exposed by its light and subject to its heat. This is all imagery. Imagery proclaiming that it is not the sun god who has power and authority to judge. Rather, it is El, the one true god of all, who has the judge's seat. The same God who we know as creator is also judge. To take take another step closer in our relationship, we must recognize that nothing escapes the reach of God's justice. Now, do, do you see how our relationship changes with this revelation about who God is as the God of justice? If we let the Lord in to our hearts at this level, we pay a little more attention to our moral conscience. Until we open our hearts in this way, we are not impacted by our behaviors or decisions, at least not how our thoughts and actions impact our relationship with God. 
we should be concerned about how our lives affect justice in the world from God's perspective. To embrace this kind of concern, we have to lower our HPR with God a little more. A word of caution. If we let the Lord in at this level, but stay here, this is where we, get, we then focus on God's wrath and fail to see the grace and love that is behind it all. When our relationship stays here, we focus on, still focus on our ways without taking the time to understand the Lord's ways. And we tend to remain on edge, waiting for God to judge us. We don't have to stay here. There's more steps to take. David continued, he said, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous all together. When we take another step, you see, we let God into our hearts in a formative way. Our HPR drops a few more notches. We open our hearts and ourselves to be shaped by the ways of God, not trying to figure it out on our own. David used several synonyms for God's ways. Law, decrees, precepts, commandment, fear, ordinances. They all reference the holy word of God speaking into our hearts and our lives. David was primarily talking about the Torah, the first five books of our Bible, but also the word of God he received through the prophets and the Lord's spirit speaking directly to his heart. We, we now understand Jesus as being the word of God made flesh and the one through whom we interpret the whole of Scripture. Also, Jesus through the Holy Spirit within us shapes us. According to his love. It is here that we understand that God's ways are not meant just to point out our faults. They also lead us to a life where we experience a reviving of the soul. Divine wisdom, inner joy, enlightenment, and righteousness, right living with the Lord. This is a more intimate kind of relationship. And David gives us a hint that this was true for him. It was more intimate as he changes his words. The Hebrew word he used for God in this section changed from El to Yahweh. Yahweh is the name God shared with Moses when he called out the people of God from Egypt and gave them the commandments, the precepts and the ordinances. It is a very personal name used for God. Now, I think I've shared this before, but anytime you see Lord in all caps, as you see in our scriptures on the screen, it is this personal name, Yahweh, that is behind it. Its use defines the close relationship that is shared. 
To know God on a deeper level, we must accept a personal relationship with the Lord, Yahweh, revealed by the Word of God to us. So where do we go from here? Is there still more of our heart to give? Yes. We, we have to give our hearts over again and again to the Lord. Because we are good at raising our HPRs, our heart protection rating. It is lowering it that is hard for us. We have to work at it. We have to work hard to have an intimate relationship. How do we do it? It starts with prayer. David concluded his psalm with heartfelt prayer saying, Moreover by them, that's the word of God, is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. But who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord Yahweh, my rock and my redeemer. Close relationships are developed through conversation. Not just any kind of conversations, but intimate conversation. What we talk about has to move us deeper in our relationship, the HBR has to be low here to allow the Lord access to the depth of our hearts. David, <clears throat> excuse me, David opened his heart to his creator to expose even those things he wasn't aware of that kept him from being completely right in his relationship with his Lord. As David said, that's what it takes to be blameless. What are we keeping from Jesus? Are we even able to let him in enough to have a conversation that is real and intimate? Now, David calls himself a servant. I know this idea of submission is hard for us. But I want you to think about being a servant in this way. Think of it as someone who desires to give someone else whatever it is that makes their relationship whole and holy. Mutual relationships based on this kind of submission are without brokenness, distrust, secrets, deceit, but are grounded in pure love. David prayed, Keep back the insolent. What he's praying is that we have to fight off anyone or anything, including our own pride, that tells us we can't submit to the Lord in this way. Our HPR level with God needs to trend toward one. If we are going to reach an intimacy with the Lord, God is an open book. Literally, the, the Bible reveals God with great transparency. 
And the Holy Spirit reveals even more as we seek to know the Lord more deeply. An intimate relationship with the Lord gives us the confidence to invite the Lord to examine the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart. To take this step in our relationship, we must submit to this kind of intimate relationship with our redeeming Lord. Prayer is an important part of having deep conversations. They're not one-way conversations. The Lord also is speaking to us by the Holy Spirit. All the time, through any number of possibilities, as we're reading Scripture, as we're studying, in the circumstances of our lives, in conversations that we're having with one another, in small group settings and sessions that we have, even in social media posts in the right context, or whatever we are willing to engage with the Lord in. Friends, we often fail to give our hearts over to the Lord beyond the work of the cross. However, our Creator and Redeemer has come to restore a right relationship which moves beyond covenant relationship to intimacy. There is a pathway for us. It is important to know where we are on our journey. But know this, the Lord desires intimacy with us. Jesus prayed this to His Father just before He was crucified. I ask not only on behalf of these, speaking of His disciples that He was ministering to, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Do you know of another relationship that God speaks of like this? One, it is marriage, where two become one. Our Creator and Redeemer desires a close relationship with us. One that is even more intimate than marriage. I encourage you to lower your heart protection rating and take the steps necessary. Acknowledge and praise God the Creator. Recognize the breadth of God's justice. Accept a personal relationship with the Lord that is revealed by the Word of God. And submit to an intimate relationship with our redeeming Lord Jesus Christ. Let's work hard to open our hearts to know the Lord more fully so that we know how best to relate with each other and to serve Him well. Now next week, we take another step. My wife Suzanne will be preaching and she will help us to continue on our journey to move from intimacy to call. Amen. sacrament of Holy Communion. It is an invitation, an invitation to intimacy with the Lord.
is around this table that we trust and believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is present with us within the elements that we are participating in together. So this is truly an invitation for our relationship to be closer with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we all know, we come with baggage. We, we come with different reasons of why we have distanced our relationship with the Lord. But we can lay those down. Let's take a moment in our own silence and just admit that we have things to lay down. And let the Lord in to our heart. God sent Christ to us while we were yet centers, sinners. This proves God's love toward us. Lord, we may not be worthy to receive you, but only say the word and we shall be healed. Amen. As I was saying, friends, this meal is one that draws us closer and closer with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We talk about the grace of God, the love of God that brings us to this table. Maybe you have heard of the different kinds of grace that Wesley has presented to us in his teachings. Provenient grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. It is provenient grace, which is the grace that comes before we even know about God or who God is. And is God pursuing us in this provenient grace, trying to make himself known to us. And as our hearts are awakened, this is God's provenient grace working on us. Just throughout the scriptures, we can see God's provenient grace working in the world, drawing us closer and closer to the point of recognizing who His Son, Jesus Christ, is. And then justifying grace is upon when we see Jesus Christ, the one who came and walked the earth and shared that He was truly the Son of God. That He had come to save the world from their sins. It is Jesus Christ is the one who justifies us. Who makes us right with God. This is God's grace, God's gift, God's love to us. So we are justified with Jesus on the cross giving Himself for us. But it doesn't stop there. The Holy Spirit is given as a gift to us. Poured out upon us. It is this gift of sanctifying grace that continues to nurture us and draw us closer to Him and to be more like Christ. To be sanctified is to be made holy. Is God's sanctifying grace that brings us to that point. To be like Christ. It's in this meal that it all comes together. Jesus makes it known to his disciples as he was joining with them and saying, you are thinking about what this meal means to you as bringing you out of slavery, 
I am letting you know that I have come. I am the one here to justify you. It is my body that is broken. And it's through this that you will remember that I was sent for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my, my blood poured out for you. It is a new covenant that I'm making with you. It is for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Holy Spirit, pour out upon us that are gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and cup, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ. That we may be for the world. The body of Christ redeemed by his blood is by your spirit. Make us one, one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Because it is through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty father now and forever. Amen. The table is set. We'll be receiving in the pews. The ushers will bring the elements to you. The bread first and we will hold it until we all take it together and then we'll repeat as we do with the, the cup in the same way. We do have gluten-free. If anybody needs that, just let the ushers know. We'll make sure you can get that. Ushers, would you wait upon us?
is the body of Christ which has been broken for you. Take and eat. This is the blood of Christ which has been poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful God, we are grateful for your grace that you've poured out upon us so that we can experience your presence among us and with us and in us. We are grateful for this meal together. It is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is How Great Thou Art. It's number 77 in your hymnal.
let your soul sing out. And in order to do that, you have to let God into your heart. Let the Holy Spirit reside in you and to bring you life that makes your soul sing out. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.